Hello, listeners and fellow book lovers. Welcome to The Book Snug, a bi-weekly conversational podcast about books and the reading life. My name is Stephanie. And I'm Julia. We're a mother and a daughter who love reading and talking about books, the ones we adore and the ones we don't. We're delighted you're here, so grab your favorite hot drink or ice-cold beverage and settle in for another cozy, bookish chat. Hi, Mom. Hi, Julia. How are you? Good. I'm happy to be here in the book snug to talk about books with you. Yay, good. Good. So we just started February, and Puxatawney Phil did not see his shadow, which means spring is right around the corner. Hopefully, yeah. But I have found this year I'm being very intentional with winter. So my question for you is, how has winter been for you so far? Is it notoriously difficult, creative? Overall, winter is fine for me. Mm. I don't have any struggles with seasonal depression or any type of mood issues like that. Uh, January was nice because I was on break from teaching. Well, yeah, okay. I didn't go back to work until the 22nd of January. But January was a busy month for mm-hmm. me. And I'm not sure I shared this on the last show, but there has been a lot of grief, mm-hmm. kind of mostly tangentially to me. I did lose an uncle right before Christmas. Mm-hmm. I went to a funeral the day after Christmas. But I am aware of four other people who have passed away mm-hmm. who attend our church. A friend of mine's father died. Mm-hmm. So January was just a little bit Rocky. difficult that way. Yeah. yeah. Weather-wise, we had snow, which always makes me happy. It was wonderful. Yeah. If it's going to be winter, I want it to be cold and I want it to be snowy. The worst kind of winter for me is temperatures in the high 40s, low 50s, and rain. Well, it's okay. This is okay. It's not my favorite because it's sunny outside. It's It's not rainy. Yeah, it works. But if it's rainy and Mm. those types of temperatures, that is the most depressing for me yeah but i mean that's also winter for like it makes sense for me that if it's not going to snow it needs to be dreary it needs to put me like it may winter needs to make me feel like i just want to be home in my comfy clothes yeah doing cozy things sipping tea reading books yeah crafting of some kind yeah Yeah. and we have definitely had that it's been very gray i think Mm -hmm. january was very gray we didn't see the sun very much yeah so February is traditionally my least favorite mm-hmm. month of the year, mm. mainly because I'm getting close to being done with winter, especially mm. if we don't get any more snow. Yeah. I'm just ready to move into spring, start planning the garden, mm-hmm. just start planning some outdoor activities. Yeah. What about you? How are you managing this winter? Good. I mean, so I've mentioned my seasonal bucket lists before. Mm-hmm. And winter notoriously for me has been a a filler season. I don't know. I, I I don't think really until recently have I begun to look at the art of wintering and what it means to winter and to be cozy and the hibernation that goes into winter. And so I created a a, a seasonal bucket list of things to do. And though it's not really been snowy, like I wish it would be. It's yeah. not really been all that cold. Wish I. Wish it would be. My husband would argue otherwise. Um, well, he works outside, too. 
but the the intentional art of slowing down and investing in cozy hobbies or learning a new skill, I've been very much enjoying this time around. Or taking bubble baths and reading is yeah. one of the things that I've really been loving right now. One of the things that Jay and I do, your dad mm-hmm. and I, we and we only do this in the wintertime, fall and winter, is we puzzle. Yeah. We go through one puzzle after another. We keep mm-hmm. it set out on the dining room table and just pick at it mm-hmm. in the evenings or when we have a few spare moments. That is definitely a winter activity mm-hmm. for us that we do not do in the summertime because we're busy outside doing yeah. other things. Yeah, and that's very true puzzling. And that's a really fun activity too that I'm excited to do when the cabin is like, it's almost there, but when it's up and running yeah. to be able to be at the cabin while it snows by the stove, the the wood stove and just puzzle. I'm very excited for that. Yeah. Well, my next question, I think you kind of already answered, was do you have a favorite wintery activity? And it sounds like puzzling is is up there. I love to work on puzzles. I love reading Mm -hmm. in the wintertime. I like walking in the winter. Mm -hmm. It's a totally different experience than walking in any other season. But I, I enjoy it very much. I like just experiencing the world when it's dormant mm-hmm. and then watching the changes take place when spring starts to roll in. Mm-hmm. It's a meditative experience for me. Yeah. So that's something else I like to do in the winter. Mm-hmm. For me, one of my favorite things, and it goes back to the snow, I love walking in the snow. Oh, yeah. Um, especially when it is quiet, like the snow is quiet mm-hmm. and everything feels quiet and peaceful and like a sense of anticipation too. Yeah. We haven't gotten a ton of night snows recently, but I love that the most, walking when it's snowing at night. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we had a couple of snow days in January where even I didn't have to go into work because of the conditions. And I took myself on a walk. Um, There's a so our apartment complex has a little path that goes back to a park. And I took myself on a walk and stopped and threw some snow in the air like I was five years old and kicked it around. (laughs) Did you make a snowman? No, the snow wasn't good enough, but I, I attempted to. I got to see all kinds of winter animals like cardinals were all over the place. So beautiful. And it was just a fabulous afternoon. And it was really refreshing to be able to do that and then to come home and put my comfy clothes on and have a cup of hot chocolate and do all the things, all the snow things. Yes, it was wonderful. It was wonderful. So I think that is that's one of my favorites. And I only get that if it snows. Mm -hmm. As we continue our cozy conversation. Are you drinking anything cozy? I am. I am drinking a London Fog Mm. that I made myself. It's the one hot drink that I will fuss over. Mm -hmm. And it seems kind of wintry because all that frothy milk on the top Mm -hmm. just looks like a drift of snow. It's my favorite hot drink. It's kind of a labor of love, too, whenever Mm -hmm. I make it for your dad and I. But I really love it. Mm -hmm. And it's a great winter drink. Yeah. Watching you guys discover your London fogs has been hysterical because then when you go to a restaurant and you try it, then you start critiquing all of their (laughs) abilities and all of the people that like at church who have like, show me your London fog ways. It's just, it's been really funny. Yeah. We definitely have our favorites around the area. Mm -hmm. And then there are some places that are not as consistently (laughs) reliably good, but I, I'm just going to say I like my own the best. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. We've worked really hard on tweaking our yeah. recipe. <laughs> I know you're not drinking a London Fog, Julia. Not. What are you drinking? I am drinking matcha. <clears throat> I needed a bit of a, I call matcha my jitter juice because okay. it gives me energy. <laughs> a kick in the pants is yeah. what I was going to say. Yes, but I put 
oat milk creamer in it. And I have a couple of scoops of collagen because health reasons. So it's like a healthy drink, but also it's keeping me awake (laughs) right now. (laughs) Well, hopefully our discussion will help you stay awake too. It will. It will. I, I'm, I always enjoy talking about books. Um, I think it's just, I'm just tired. (laughs) Well, friends and listeners, if you are new, welcome to the Book Snug. Settle in for some cozy chats that may or may not stay on the rails the whole time. (laughs) And if you are return listeners, thank you for coming back. Thank you for being here. And thank you for book snugging with us. Yes. If our introductory conversation didn't give it away... Today's topic is wintry and or snowy themed books. Yes. We want to dive headfirst into winter and to snow and to cold and all of that good stuff, even if it is sunny and 45 degrees outside. Today. Yeah. 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 Then I think we're just going to dive right in, Mom. What are some books that you want to share? Well, first of all, I just want to say that in the wintertime, I do enjoy reading snowy, Mm. wintry books. Mm -hmm. I just really love that experience of reading a story and having the seasonal elements Mm -hmm. be a real part of the book and reading experience for me. Mm -hmm. I've already mentioned a couple books on the show numerous times (laughs) that I feel fit this wintry book theme, but I don't want to bore our listeners to death. (laughs) So I'm just going to mention three Mm -hmm. that I really, really love that are absolutely perfect immaculate winter vibes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the snow child by eowyn ivy a somewhat of a fairy tale based in alaska mm-hmm. that is just primo primo mm-hmm. winter feels mm-hmm. the book endurance by alfred lansing which is about shackleton's journey to the antarctic mm-hmm. getting stuck and then surviving for two mm-hmm. years till he got home made my best of list last year mm-hmm. That you feel while you're reading it like you are cold to the bone. (laughs) You get tired of eating seal meat Mm -hmm. and it just feels very, very wintry. And then the third book, I think you and I would both agree that Emily Wilde's Encyclopedia of Fairies is a lovely winter book. Yes, It takes place in Haransvik, which is a little town in Scandinavia. I'm not sure which country, but it's wintertime. It's very frosty. The fairies mm-hmm. are frosty. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a great wintry book. Yeah. Endurance, you've definitely talked about before, and that feels like harsh cold. Yes. Whereas Emily Wilde's feels like cozy cold. Yes. Like it's a cozy fairy tale. You want to settle in, and it's okay that you're cold because we're having a good time. Yeah. Versus Endurance is not at all like that. No. And then The Snow Child is kind of in between. Mm more of a very realistic environment in the wintertime because mm-hmm. it's Alaska, mm-hmm. but it does have that fairy tale element as well. Yeah. So not as harsh as endurance, but definitely if you want the cold, coldness, snowiness, iciness, mm-hmm. real world feel of winter, that's a that's a book to read. I recommend yeah. that anyway, because that is just a fantastic mm-hmm. story. So getting those out of the way. <laughs> I have four books, and I tried to pick books that were vastly different from each other, Mm -hmm. so this didn't become a a young adult fantasy Mm -hmm. episode. So I picked two young adult Mm -hmm. books, believe it or not. Neither one has the young adult aspects that I don't like, the the antsy drama Mm -hmm. relationship Mm -hmm. stuff that I just... 
I struggle with, mm-hmm. with young adult. Neither one of these books has that. Mm. And then I picked a murder mystery, Ooh. of course. And I picked a speculative literary fiction book mm-hmm. that's only about 200 pages. Okay. So if you want a wintry feel, but you don't really want to invest a lot of time, yeah. the last book I'm going to talk about is a good one. Gotcha. So should I just start Go talking about yep. one? Yep. Okay. So the first book is called Spinning Silver. It's by Naomi Novik. This is young adult fantasy. It's a fairy tale. What I would say is a fairy tale adjacent story, mm-hmm. and it uses Rumpelstiltskin for okay. inspiration. Okay. It centers on a young woman named Miriam, whose father is a money lender, and he is crap at mm. his job, mm-hmm. which means he lends money, but he hates going around asking for people to pay back their okay. loans. Okay. So his family is really struggling financially. Mm-hmm. Miriam out of frustration, takes over the business. Mm. And she hardens her heart and she makes people pay the Mm -hmm. money back. So she turns the business around and she's so good that she earns the reputation of being able to turn silver into gold. Okay. And this draws the attention of a fairy king of the Steric. And the Steric are fearsome fairies who live in a world of winter and they even seem to be made of ice. Mm. So this has kind of a Russian feel to okay. it. And also Miriam and her family are Jewish people. Mm. So there's a lot of Jewish references, sure. Jewish culture pulled into this. Mm-hmm. So it's very interesting. The fairy king, the steric mm-hmm. king, takes Miriam to his realm. Oh, no. And then he requires her to turn impossible amounts of silver into gold. Mm. And at face value, this seems like just a cruel mm-hmm. task for Miriam. But there's a real reason why the king is asking her to mm. do this. There are some serious issues going on in the background that she's not aware of. Mm-hmm. I really, I really enjoyed this story. Mm. I liked the take on Rumpelstiltskin. I liked following this young Jewish protagonist. I liked the folkloric fae. We've Mm. talked about this before. Mm -hmm. If I'm going to read about fairies, I want to read about the fairies in folklore. I don't want to read about the stylized, beautiful fairies that human beings can't wait to have as boyfriends and girlfriends and husbands and wives. Okay. Right. There is a love story mm-hmm. in here. It's it, it's an enemies to lovers mm-hmm. story arc, which is not always my favorite, but it works mm-hmm. very well here. And the wintry setting is great. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to feel like you want a bonfire mm-hmm. to sit beside when you're done reading this. It's very icy, very mm-hmm. wintry. Just even the fairy king feels like an icicle. So okay. this is just a fun, fun fairy tale book to read. In the wintertime. Yeah, no, that sounds really interesting. I read a another Rumpelstiltskin-like story years and years and years ago. But it, it seems that it's a fairy tale that's often forgotten. Yeah. And not used as the literary inspiration. Yeah. So that one, that actually sounds This fun. is not a retelling, though. I don't sure. want anybody to go into this book feeling like it is a plot point by plot point sure. retelling of Rumpelstiltskin. Right. It feels like Naomi Novik took the fairy tale and just created a brand new story 
around some of the major themes yeah. of Rumpelstiltskin. She was using it as like a jumping point. Yeah. And if you like this book, mm -hmm. she also took Beauty and the Beast mm. and did an adjacent story. Okay. It's not the Beauty and the Beast that we know. Sure. But sure. there is that theming throughout. It's called Uprooted. Okay. And it's also very good. Not a wintry themed sure, book. Sure. <laughs> So what, what's the first book you want to tell us about, Julia? So before I get into my list, I feel that it's worth noting that episodes like this really test my memory. Yeah. Because I only in the past year or so have been documenting the books that I've read. So my list is all over the place. Uh -huh. And it's because of books that I've read recently. Undoubtedly, I've read other wintry themed stories over my life. I just don't remember what they were. Right. So I'm hoping, <laughs> I'm hoping with the podcast and with my own book recording that should we come back to a topic like this in like five years, it'll be different. You'll have many uh, more books uh, to yes, talk about. Yes. Intelligently. Yes. yes. <laughs> That's the key word that'll be interesting <laughs> for this one. My first book is For the Wolf by Hannah Witten. And I know that I've mentioned this book before and said that I didn't really care for it. Yeah. I do need to say that this book fits this category very well mm -hmm. because the kingdom, the kingdom that this book takes place in is a cold, wintry, snowy kingdom. And they're always talking about how cold it is outside. Yeah. So this story, it is a blend of Beauty and the Beast and Little Red Riding Hood. I'd say it falls a little bit more on Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. And the prophecy is that the first daughter is for the throne, the second is for the wood or and or for the wolf. And the second daughter gets sent off to the woods to... Isn't she like a sacrifice? Yes, a sacrifice to the wolf so that he would release the captive five kings. Yeah. There's a lot of lore to the story and a lot of it I didn't really get. Yeah. However, our character, um, the main character, her name is Red, and the story is kind of told from her perspective mm -hmm. going into the wood, and there's a cursed wood that actually was perfectly creepy for Halloween. Yes, I agree. There is some romance that happens, and there's a play on religious zealots in the book as yeah. well. Yeah. And it is the first in a series. I'm not going to continue the series, um, but I think this book, if you are looking for a fairy tale that... It's kind of like the Rumpelstiltskin one, but maybe a little bit darker undertones. Maybe this is a yeah. good fit. And the story is a split kind of tell between Red, our main character, and then her sister in the snow, the wintry kingdom. Yeah. That's I know you said one. it wasn't your favorite read, but it's certainly, I, I read this too. And I would say that it was not a highlight mm -mm. reading for me, but it was solid. I mean, I enjoyed it when yeah. I was reading it. It was entertaining. Yeah. It just, it didn't stick with me. And there was nothing about it that made me want to go on. But right. I am, I've said this before, I am not good with series. Mm. As, if it's not a murder mystery series, I... Or Emily Wilde. <laughs> right, or Emily Wilde. Like, if it's going to be a series, it really, really, really has yeah. to pull me in. Yeah. So... For us to say that it wasn't like a highlight reading doesn't mean it's not worthwhile. Oh, right. And there are people that love this book. Right. Love this series. Like, they they love it. And that's fabulous. This just didn't fit my fairy tale taste. Right. And I went into it thinking it was going to be Little Red Riding Hood. Yeah. And it's not. It's much more Beauty and the Beast. Right. Little Red. And that expectations, man, they can be killer. Yeah. They can kill a perfectly acceptable book mm -hmm. just because it didn't meet your expectations. Right. 
right. were my expectations. Right. And I was excited about Little Red because very few people write stories about yeah. Little Red. So I was very, very excited often. about that. Yeah. But, I mean, to kind of bring it all back, the the snow wintry kingdom, I do remember reading those passages, feeling the cold, feeling the the chill. Yeah. Um, so it it is present in this story for sure. I agree. For sure. What's your second, Mom? My second book is much more serious. Okay. This is the young adult historical fiction. It is called Between Shades of Grey by Ruta Sepetis. Mm. Ruta Sepetis is a pretty famous young adult author who writes historical fiction. Mm. This particular story takes place during World War II. And I know everybody's mm. sick of World War II <laughs> historical novels, but this looks at a part of that war history that we don't really get much mm -hmm. about. Mm -hmm. It centers around a young girl named Lena. She's Lithuanian. Mm. And her parents are part of the educated class mm -hmm. of Lithuania. And when Stalin invaded in 1941, one of the first things he did was to try to eliminate that educated class. Mm -hmm. He wanted mm -hmm. them out of there. Mm -hmm. So in the middle of the night... The Russians come for Lena and her family, mm. her father, her mother, and her brother. Her father is taken away somewhere. She has no idea. Mm. She and her mother and her brother are forced to get on a train, and they are sent to Siberia to mm. a work camp. And there they are required to try to dig up beets in the frozen ground mm and survive in unbearable conditions because mm. there was never enough food or clothing or shelter. Mm. Um, did I say the Siberia is in yeah. the Arctic Circle? Oh, no. but yeah, yeah, it's in the Arctic Circle. Now, this book spans 10 years. Mm. For 10 years, they were in a work camp. Mm. So from the time she was 15 to 25, I'm pretty sure it was 10 years. As you can assume, mm -hmm. <laughs> the Arctic environment is a character. Okay. Oh, yeah. They are continually cold, mm -hmm. continually starving, and you you just feel it in your bones. Mm -hmm. the, the interesting thing about Lena is she is an artist, and she uses her art in any way she can to kind of make sense of mm -hmm. what is happening. And to she she's trying to keep track of what is happening in their lives for her father, mm -hmm. because she's hoping someday that they will mm -hmm. meet again. Uh, the reason that I like this book so much is it is an interesting, underknown part of World War II that you don't usually see written about in the novels that come out. It has very compelling, complex characters. Mm. Nobody is totally good. Mm -hmm. Nobody is totally bad. As you can imagine, when you are trying to survive and everybody is fighting over the little bit of mm -hmm. food that's there, the little bit of warmth. People, even good people do things that are abhorrent. Mm -hmm. And then people that you think are bad sometimes do wonderful acts of kindness. So that's kind of where part of the title comes mm -hmm. from, that everybody is just a mixture of good and bad. Mm -hmm. The mother in this book mm -hmm. is incredible. She is a rock. I loved mm -hmm. reading about her, of course, because I'm a mom <laughs> and I like reading books about mothers mm -hmm. who do great things. It's a very grim book, I'm going to say right up front. Um, if you've ever read The Hiding Place by Corey Ten Boom mm. or Ellie Wiesel's mm -hmm. Night, mm -hmm. this is kind of the feel that sure. this book has. There's a lot of suffering. Sure. But there is familial and romantic love. 
there's cooperation, community, and there is hope. And I just feel like it is an important story that needs to be told and mm. read. I feel like we need to honor um, the Lithuanians' experience by reading their story. Yeah. So hard, but very, very good and extremely wintry. Mm-hmm. So if you're in the mood for something that's going to push you a little bit in your emotions um, and force you to think about some really difficult things at a young adult level. So it mm. is a little bit easier reading sure. than an adult book, sure. but still covers some really heavy topics. I would mm-hmm. recommend Between Shades of Grey. Mm. Very good book. Mm-hmm. I see you shaking your you head, know, Julia. I, I know you don't do war, war stories. I, World War II specifically. Yeah. I don't do Okay. Do you have something like a little bit fluffier for us? No. I'm going to continue the serious theme, but not as serious. Okay. <laughs> okay. The next book I want to talk about is Peace Like a River by Leif Enger. Yes. This book, I I think I should say, is one that you should listen to instead of actually sit down and read. I read it and I struggled to get through it visually reading it. Uh But I was seeing many reviews of people that said that listening to it was a much better experience because then you got that oral tradition that's present throughout the story. Okay. So disclaimer, caveat, I don't know whatever you want to call it, but there's that. Do the audio book, which I did not. I I read this too, but I read it with my eyeballs. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know how else you would read it. Eyeballs and ears. but (laughs) Maybe your fingers. Let's not discount fingers. So peace like a river. This is, it's a family quest story. It is a family of a father, Jeremiah, who is renowned for being a man of faith, who has been noted to do miracles sometimes. Mm -hmm. And then there are three kids. There is Davy, who is the oldest, Reuben, who is the middle, and then Swede, who is the youngest, and she is the daughter. Right. She also seems to be the, the feisty one of the bunch, too. So the story begins with Davy getting into some legal trouble. He's convicted of murder and he escapes from prison. Yes. So now he's a fugitive on the run. Mm -hmm. And Jeremiah packs everybody up into, was it a Pan Am? I think. Something. Something. Yeah. A silver. Something big. Yeah. A big (laughs) silver something or other. Trailer. Trailer. Right. (laughs) And they are setting out to find Davy. Yes. This story plays a lot into the old cowboy storytelling or the cowboy epics. Mm-hmm. Sweet is fascinated by cowboys. It's also told through Ruben's perspective, who is eleven year old, uh, eleven years old at the time of the story, and mm-hmm. is asthmatic, and that yes. plays a part, pretty heavy part in the book. Yeah. But the reason that this story falls into this wintry category is because it takes place across the frozen badlands of North and South Dakota. Right. In the wintertime. Right. Yeah. Well, that's when they'd be frozen. (laughs) I guess you're right. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that was a little sassy. There is um, a section of the story where Reuben is walking through snow to find Davy in the middle of the night. And the snow is pretty high around him, mm-hmm. um, driving along snowy highways. I was going to say, that's what I remember the most, yeah. the snow drifting across the road. Right. And they actually have to stop at one point because it's not passable. Right. Yeah. They stop at a lady's house. Yeah. So she becomes she- an important part of the story. Yeah. Yeah. This is this story does cover a lot of pretty heavy topics. There's conversations about justice, conversations about 
faith and family mm-hmm. and miracles. Yes. Um, and I think it even plays a little bit on, you know, coming to the realization that what our parents say is true. Yeah. <laughs> I think we see that a little bit at the end of the story. Yeah. This is a really good book. I think it reads meditatively or mm-hmm. almost like a devotion without being a devotion. Yeah. Which is why I, I think an, an oral or like a, an audio book is going to work so well for this one because you can listen to it. You can mull over mm-hmm. it. Where for me, reading it, I felt like it was taking forever to read a page. Therefore, it took me forever to read the book. Yeah. So it, it I would just say that the audio book is better. Right. Yeah. I would just add, because I did read this mm-hmm. too. I think I read it before you, you did. did. It has, it, it is a Christian book. Yes. It was written specifically to be a Christian fiction story. I did not know that when I picked it up. And I kind of liked that I went into that not knowing. I, I didn't know that. Because right there... Now. There were parts of it that mm-hmm. I just so appreciated mm-hmm. because of my Christian faith. Right, right. There is an image of heaven in this book that I still love. I love. Yeah, it's, it's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. And it is a book that has a nice resolution. Yeah. So when you go in reading it, you know that you're going to have some closure at the end. It may not be the closure you want. I was going to okay? say. <laughs> But you will have some closure. And I liked how the author made that happen. Yeah. Very wintry book, though. I would agree mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. When I think about that book, I think about snow. Yes. Which is strange because Peace Like a River. And I think it's a spring story, you know, right. by a stream. A babbling brook. Right. Now everything's frozen. Out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is a really good book. I, do, I promise that it is very good. Okay, Mom, where are we jumping to next? Uh, I think we're on the third book, I think. I am going to talk about a book that I have mentioned in the past, but haven't Mm. specifically given like a a plot description or anything. Mm -hmm. I mentioned in last week's episode, and I kept saying it incorrectly. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to tell you the correct title now. (laughs) The correct title is Everyone in My Family Has Killed Someone by Benjamin Stevenson. In the last chapter, I kept saying everyone in my family has murdered someone, Mm. and that is not right. Mm. So I am redeeming myself now. (laughs) This is an adult murder mystery set at a ski resort in Australia. Mm. Oh. I was about to ask a very dumb question. Do they have ski resorts in Australia? They must because this is a realistic contemporary story. Yeah, okay. But I I don't know where. So I can't tell you where it was located. But it's in the wintertime. It's very snowy. Yes. Everyone in my family has killed someone is... It's a mystery Mm. where the narrator breaks the fourth wall all the time Mm -hmm. because not only are you reading the actual Mm -hmm. story, but he is constantly referring to the reader and explaining themes and what Mm. you should expect from a murder mystery Mm -hmm. and what is okay and what isn't Mm. okay. Like he firmly believes that the author of a murder mystery needs to play fair, needs to be honest needs to let the reader play along. Mm -hmm. So you can't withhold information. Mm -hmm. And as he's telling this story, he's pulling back and he's saying, now I'm telling you, (laughs) you need to look for this, this and this. Okay. (laughs) So it's very, here we go, Julia. It's very meta. Meta. Yes. It's also very funny. Mm -hmm. And it's a little bit campy. I think this would make a great 
movie mm. with the right actor so that you're seeing the story play out and then every once in a while he would turn to the camera like in Emma doesn't Emma yes, do that in the and make a one. statement yeah yes yeah I just think it would be great and um series of unfortunate events the newest one that they just put out they do a lot of that too yeah yeah uh the main character in this story is a writer he's a self-published writer mm. of murder mystery tutorials oh, okay. how to write a murder mystery okay. he's also the member of an extremely dysfunctional and more than a little bit sketchy family <laughs> okay the reason that they're all getting together at the ski resort it's like a family reunion because his older brother is getting out of prison oh great and his brother was in prison because he the the first person narrator gave testimony in a trial that sent him to prison. <laughs> Talk okay? about messy. Yeah, very messy. Yeah. Okay. So I'm just going to read uh, just an excerpt from mm -hmm. the beginning, the first couple pages of the book. It says, everyone in my family has killed someone. Some of us, the high achievers, have killed more than once. <laughs> I'm not trying to be dramatic, but it is the truth. Some of us are good. Others are bad. And some just unfortunate. I'm Ernest Cunningham. Call me Ern or Ernie. I wish I'd killed whoever decided our family reunion should be at a ski resort. But it's a little more complicated than that. Have I killed someone? Yes, I have. <laughs> Who was it? Let's get started. <laughs> so basically, his whole family is meeting at yeah. the Sky Lodge Mountain Resort to celebrate or retreat to celebrate his older brother's release hmm. from prison. And within a couple hours, somebody dies. Oh my God. And it just goes down the drain from there. Oh yeah. So this is an isolated closed circle mystery, yeah. which means everybody who could have committed the crime, they're all stuck together because a big snowstorm rolls in. They can't leave. Mm. Nobody can come in. Mm. Yeah. So it's just a ton of fun. Um, if you like any kind of vintage murder mysteries like Agatha Christie mm -hmm. stuff, this would be this would be good. Mm. Plus, it is very wintry. Mm -hmm. Lots of cold, snowy stuff happening. The first murder happens outside in oh, the snow. Great. Okay. There's a frozen lake inst in incident and just lots of cold stuff. So. Hmm. Very good. Very fun. Yeah. No, it sounds very like a campy. I'm reading the second book. It, it just came out. This past week, I think, and I brought it mm. to the show. Everyone mm. on this train is a suspect. Yeah. Same stuff. Okay. And I'm loving it. Yeah, no, it's going to have to go right on my right on my TBR because yeah. it sounds like so much fun. It is. It's a great time. Yeah. Which feels so awful to say murder mysteries are so much fun. But like <laughs> this, it feels campy, which is, is I think very, what makes it yeah. Yeah, intriguing. And the whole time he's just explaining to you what you should expect mm -hmm. And what should happen in a murder mystery. Mm. And, and it's just, it's so much fun. Mm -hmm. Or he'll tell you, I'm breaking rule number this right mm -hmm. now because mm -hmm. I'm doing this and I shouldn't. Sure, sure. Yeah. And the narrator, Ernest or Ern, mm -hmm. he he's one of these very likable fellows who does a lot of dumb stuff. Mm. So <laughs> he keeps it interesting. Those are my favorite kind of characters. <laughs> <laughs> so That's a good funny. time in the snow. Yeah. A good time wasn't had by all. But <laughs> well, of course, somebody's dead. <laughs> a lot of people, actually. Well, sure. <laughs> yeah. And I guess it depends on his version of a good time we're right. talking about. Right, right, right. <clears throat> That's funny. Well, speaking of Agatha Christie, she's my next one. Oh, is she? Yeah, she oh, is. what a coincidence. <laughs> what a way to segue, hey, Julia. <laughs> I'm good. I get good at this. <laughs> Okay, which which Agatha Christie are we talking yes. about? Murder on the Orient Express. Oh, very good. 
the main character, the the notorious uh, investigator, mm-hmm. in a lot of Agatha Christie's books is Hercule Poirot. <laughs> Hercule Poirot. Okay, that works. <laughs> <laughs> so he is taking the Orient, Orient Express, which is a notoriously long train ride uh, through Europe, and he is taking it in the winter. He's on vacation. Yay, fun. But a snowdrift blocks their path in the Balkans. Yes. So it's snowy, it's wintry, it's cold, and now somebody's dead. And the thing about the investigator... Hercule? <laughs> yes. Is I think he might be on the spectrum a little bit because he's very particular. Yeah, he does have some tendencies. tendencies. Yeah. yeah. But as he's going about this investigation, he's complaining about the cold the whole time. He's comp- just, yeah, very interesting character. Um, but it is, I think you were calling it a closed circle yeah. mystery because the train has stopped. Nobody's gotten on or off. Right. So how did this person die? Right. Everybody who <clears throat> could be the murderer is there because they can't get away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is a fun book. Look, I was looking at pictures of the movie earlier this afternoon. So I do have to admit that some of my memories from the book and the movie might be a little scrambled, but I remember feeling how cold it was. I remember feeling how isolated it was in the yeah. Balkans mm-hmm. um, on the train tracks. Mm-hmm. And, I just, I didn't try to solve the mystery. I just read the book yep. for fun. And I, I actually, usually do too. Oh, right. I actually read this book sitting on the beach. So it was a very interesting contrast of being getting sunburned because the sun is offended by my existence and reading about snowy frozen mountains. Yeah. But this one was so, so much fun. That's, it's a good book. Very wintry. Mm-hmm. And then I would say it would be extra fun once you finished reading the book to watch the movie yeah. with Kenneth Branagh. Oh, and everybody is in it. Yeah. Olivia Coleman, Judy Dench, yes. Johnny Depp, yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer, yeah. Daisy, like everybody is in it. Yeah. yeah. I enjoyed it. <clears throat> I enjoyed yeah. the book too. I think I watched the movie go, like, on a plane somewhere mm. and that was fun too. But yes, both both are a lot of fun, but the book specifically is, is fun for winter. Okay. Are you pulling us to the end of the list, your mom with number four? I think so. Okay. I have one more book. This is my literary fiction pick. It is called Good Morning Midnight by Mm. Lily Brooks Dalton. Mm. I've talked about Mm -hmm. Lily Brooks Dalton before because her newer book is The Light Pirate, Mm -hmm. which I did not like. Right. I remember you talked about that. I loved this book. Mm. I think I gave it 4.5 stars on Goodreads. This is adult literary fiction. It's also speculative. It's apocalyptic, post-apocalyptic fiction. Oh, okay. But that's all in the background. That is just setting up the situation or Mm -hmm. environments for uh, the author to tell the stories of Mm -hmm. the characters. It's a very strange little book. Mm -hmm. It's beautifully written, and it centers on two people. Augustine, who is an older astronomer living in a remote research base in the Arctic, Mm -hmm. and an astronaut named Mm -hmm. Sully, who is returning to Earth with her crew. An event takes place. We don't really know what it is, a war, a a pandemic. It's never really talked about. And everyone at the research post is evacuated except Mm -hmm. Augustine, who goes by Augie. Mm -hmm. He chooses to stay to continue doing his research alone, or he thinks he's alone. 
And then he discovers this little girl named Iris who didn't leave with everybody else. So he has this little girl with him. Okay. Shortly after Augie finds Iris, communication with the outside world goes completely dead. So they are the only two people that he knows are living. And you said that there's a spaceship still that's coming to Earth, right? Yes. Okay. And then what happens with Sully is that she and her astronauts have no idea what's Mm -hmm. going on Mm -hmm. with Earth. They just realize that something has happened because their communication with Earth goes dead at the same time. Mm -hmm. This is what I wrote on my private Goodreads note. I wrote, this is a very solid four stars for this soft apocalyptic literary novel. Beautiful writing, characters with interesting headspaces, because you are actually Mm. in their heads. It's first person, kind of. Sure. Stark settings, the Arctic and space. It's not plot driven by any means, but that didn't matter to me. This book is written to be savored and pondered over. Themes include loneliness, connectedness, purpose, and regret. Not for all sci-fi readers who want drama (laughs) or action. The apocalypse is never articulated for sure, but I enjoyed it immensely. The audiobook was great. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I gave this 4.5 stars. The scenes in the Arctic are so vivid. Mm-hmm. You are there. And so you feel very cold because mm. it is very cold. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You feel the biting cold, but there's also a very stark beauty about the place. Gotcha. So if that sounds interesting to you, I highly recommend it. It is a little weird. Sure. But if you like that kind of short, we- weird story um, that investigates a lot of internal things, mm-hmm. this is a, a great book to sink into. And if you don't really like it, it's over fast. It's only like sure. 200 pages. Sure. <laughs> I do think this was made into a movie. It was. I was just about to talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually watched the movie and it has George Clooney in it. Okay. So he's Augie. Yes. Okay. And I... It's on Netflix. Uh-huh. I think Ben fell asleep halfway through the movie, but that's his MO. And I remember liking it, but I like space movies. So yeah. I tend to be a little biased with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, the, the movie was good. Yeah. Yeah, the book is very good because you get the beautiful writing mm-hmm. on top of the sure, story. Sure. So, and I, I would think that the movie was probably visually beautiful too, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. considering where mm-hmm. the settings are space yeah. and the Arctic. Yeah. So this is what made me love Lily Brooks Dalton's writing. Mm. And that is why I was so disappointed in um, The Light Pirate, even mm. though her writing was still mm-hmm. spot on. Mm-hmm. I didn't care for the story. <clears throat> yeah, sure. So that's my that's my fourth suggestion. Okay. It sounds good. I mean, I'm I liked the movie, so I probably would like the book. But yeah. Okay. My last book. This is a story that I tend to watch on the first day of spring because it bridges winter and spring very nicely. Yeah. And that is The Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Love this book, too. And I feel like there is no better book for the end of winter and the beginning of spring. I would have to agree. I never thought about that before, but you're Mm -hmm. right. It's perfect. I watched this on the first day of spring last year, and I think it's going to be something I do every year because Uh it's it's just a nice, like, coming from the winter into now beautiful spring. Yeah. But for any listeners that have never read this book before. Or know nothing about it. Right. Firstly, if you're looking to get into fiction, this is a fabulous place to start. Mm -hmm. And secondly, it's it's a a middle grade book, isn't it? So it's a very short, quick story. Yeah. Fantasy. Yeah. And 
we obviously love C.S. Lewis on this podcast. Yeah. So we're a little biased. The Chronicles of Narnia. This is the second book in the seven part series. Yeah. Is it seven or eight if you count the prequel? I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's a series. There yeah. are a lot of books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But this, this is, is the second. Yes. And it is the first one that involves the Pevensey children, yes. which is Lucy, Susan, Edmund, and Peter. Peter. Thank you. <laughs> I had to think there for a second. I, <clears throat> I wanted to say George, and George was not right. Yeah. Lucy finds a magical wardrobe in a spare room. And the spare room is in this estate in the countryside that they are sent to because of war. World War II. Right. And yeah. they were living in London, so they were sent out all, like all the kids were. But Lucy steps through this wardrobe and suddenly finds a wintry world, magical with all kinds of magical and mythical creatures fawns right yeah dwarves right and in this place it is winter but never christmas so it's just this prolonged snowy dark time coldness right when she eventually gets her siblings into this place they discover that it's called narnia and that the white witch is the one that is controlling this wintry weather and that she's not a very nice person right and there's a couple of family dynamics that happen while they're in narnia but it, it it is a um what's the word I want? It it it's a play on the Christian story mm-hmm. using Aslan, who is the White Witch's counterpart, right? Or antithesis, an- antithesis. Thank you. Yeah. Who then Aslan comes and he brings spring with right. him. Yeah. So it's a story of love and salvation. winter and an adventure and salvation yeah. and good friendship. Versus evil. Yeah. 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 Love the book, love the movie, mm-hmm. love the soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, fabulous wintry. I remember reading The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe for the very first time when I was probably in elementary mm. school. And that moment when Lucy Pevensey moves from the fur mm-hmm. coats to mm-hmm. the fur trees. And the snow, mm-hmm. that is just iconic for me. Yeah. That in, I think it might have been the first real fantasy book I ever read. And I just fell in love. I fell in love with it. Um, I couldn't wait to share it with you guys. Mm-hmm. And it's the only book I read as a child. I read the, the rest of the Chronicles of Narnia as an adult, mm-hmm. mostly mm-hmm. With, with you and Mark and Aaron. Mm-hmm. And then... Last year or the year before, that was my reading project Mm. for the year, was to read the entire Chronicles. Mm -hmm. And I loved, loved doing that. Yeah. So much good stuff in there. And so many of those books are forgotten, too. Yeah. I think we only know, like, as a culture, we only know the few that have been made into movies. Mm -hmm. But there's so much other good stuff that happens in them. Yeah. And the ending, the last battle, the final battle or something, there's yeah. so much allegory. Yeah. That's the word. There's so much of that that falls into this second book. Yeah. I hit myself a little too hard. <laughs> yeah. I just, I love the themes of redemption and salvation in yeah. The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. On your note of reading Lucy's entrance into Narnia the first time, I heard somewhere or learned somewhere Georgie Henley, who plays Lucy, Mm -hmm. the reaction that she has in the film, they blindfolded her. So that's her first reaction in the entire um, set anyway. And I think it's so magical watching her like first impression of the world. Yeah. So, yeah, as you were talking, it reminded me of that. Yeah. It's just 
even though it also covers very heavy themes. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're talking about foundational theming in the Christian faith. It is so cozy. Yeah. So cozy because it's talking animals and the kids go into their burrows and their homes and just, it's just so wonderful. Father Christmas shows up. Yes. Like it's, yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. I loved it. I, I still love it. Well, and I think <clears throat> I think it really captures the idea of wanting to escape as kids. Yeah. I had a friend growing up who, uh, whenever she wanted to play pretend or play adventure, she always wanted to play, let's play Narnia. And so we'd walk <laughs> through different doors and pretend we were in Narnia. And yeah. it it's such like, it just gets into your head and doesn't get out. It's like the Shire or it's like the Polar Express. It's like these things that you wish Hogwarts. were real. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That would actually just happen. And if you wished hard enough, you could make it happen. And yeah. I don't know. I, st- I, I, I still hope it would. Mm-hmm. I think it would be so wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you never know. Bring it on, please. <laughs> I always tell Ben, I need a project. Maybe I just need an adventure. <laughs> like I just need, yeah. Just send me through the wardrobe and let me. <laughs> I think that's why I enjoy, I enjoy traveling so much. Yeah. It does have that sense of someplace right. new and exciting that I've never experienced right. before. Well, I mean, if you think about it, that those airplane doors could function like the doorway to Narnia because yeah. you walk in and then well, yeah, you walk you're out in, and you're somewhere someplace. new. Yeah, I've always said that. Airplanes yeah. are magical. You yeah. get on in one place and you get off <clears> in a totally different right. world. Right. Yeah. Well, I have one more book. Okay. I mean, I I had so many books that I had a hard time paring down. But I just started a book. Mm. Uh, I'm not very far in, but it fits this. this Mm -hmm. Topic? (laughs) Conversation? (laughs) My words. My words are just getting stuck in the mud of my brain. (laughs) Really fits this topic. It is The Frozen River by Ariel Lawhon. Mm brand new release it came out december of 2023 it's another historical fiction but it is based on a real person Mm. her name is martha ballard she's a midwife and a healer living in maine in 1789 the book is based on her diaries oh so there are actually excerpts of her real diaries in the book wow but she is summoned to inspect or evaluate the body of a man who was found frozen in the river. Uh, I think it's the Kennebec River. Mm -hmm. They pull him out. She goes to inspect his body and realizes that he is an accused rapist in the area and that he was hung before he was thrown in the river. Oh. And so the story begins of this uh, mystery. Mm -hmm. So it's another murder mystery Mm -hmm. but it's a real situation Mm. like even the rape the uh, um rape and this man's death are in her journal oh wow okay so i'm only that far i haven't gotten anywhere past the point of her just discovering that he Mm -hmm. was murdered Mm -hmm. but the writing is fantastic the setting the cold wintry Mm -hmm. setting for this book is a real thing Mm -hmm. it's almost like a character in the Mm -hmm. story Mm -hmm. Martha, I really like her. She's in her mid fifties, mm. so I I really identify with where mm-hmm. she is in life. She mm-hmm. has grown children. She has daughters who are at the age where they're going to start getting married, mm-hmm. and the relationship between her and her husband is just wonderful. Mm. I just love it so much. They really love each other. They really dig each other still, <laughs> and that can still happen in the real world. Okay, great, thanks. <laughs> 
So I just, I, I am just really, really liking it. When mm. I'm reading it, I don't want to stop reading. It's yeah. very propulsive. It's a propulsive murder mystery. But I just love that whole background of this being a real woman mm -hmm. who practiced in, for real, in mm -hmm. real life. Mm -hmm. Ariel Lahan also write, wrote Codename Helene. Okay. which was yes. about an Australian spy mm -hmm. who spied for Great Britain in France in World War II. Right, right. That was a great book, too. Mm -hmm. I listened to that, and that was fabulous. And that was based on a, okay. a real woman. So she does a really good job with that. Gotcha. You know, that one sounds sounds really good. And I love stories about women. And I think it, it sounds like it might go the same way of, like, Lucrezia de' Medici. Yes. Or, like, uh, some of the other women. I know that there was another book I brought up this this past year of like women who little is known about them in history mm -hmm. or there's very few fragments left of their lives and now the authors are like creating a story so i really like that yeah that idea yeah and i i am especially loving the journal extracts mm. that are in the story it's just mm -hmm. nice reading that too but yeah. it is winter time it is very very cold yeah. snowy she talks about the environment in winter as opposed to summer because mm. she's a healer mm -hmm. so she's very into the herbs and the the leaves and the flowers mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. she can gather for her treatments yeah it's a good book. I It's getting rave reviews, and I can understand why. Mm -hmm. I'm not very far in, and I am already really, really loving it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that one might make it onto my list, too, my TBR list. <laughs> and then before I forget, I, can, I can't say very much about this, but I have just started another book that would fit onto this list. Uh, and it is snowy and it is cold and it is isolated. Okay. And I can't say much else because it's for an upcoming episode. Oh, okay. <clears throat> okay. But it is, it opens in a snowstorm. So. Great. Yeah. yeah that, that fits a wintry book, <laughs> right. I think. Yeah. Right. I will say that when that episode rolls around, you'll know exactly which book I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so that's like a sneak peek of right. something that's coming up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we covered a fair amount of books. We did. In all kinds of genres. We did. Uh, no no nonfiction, though, I don't think, right? All no, fiction. but you mentioned endurance. Yeah, yeah. I've actually read a lot of nonfiction in cold, snowy mm. places. Mm -hmm. They usually don't turn out very well. No, they don't. Friends, thanks for joining us in this mm -hmm. conversation. We would love to hear if you have any recommendations for cold, mm -hmm. wintry books. I'm always ready to put some on my TBR, mm -hmm. my ever-expanding TBR. <laughs> I, like, I, like I said, I love to read wintry books mm -hmm. in the wintertime. And mm -hmm. it's winter here for a good while. Yeah. So yeah. please let us know if there are any books you think we should read. Or if you are adamantly against reading winter books in the winter and if you'd like sunshine beach books. Instead. Yeah, maybe you like to do the opposite. You want to read about the beach mm -hmm. or desert. Right. Someplace hot and right. sunny <laughs> yeah, when it's cold. Yeah. Outside. I want to let you know that in our next chapter, we are going to be having maybe a little bit of a controversial discussion. It's going to be so much fun. The title of our chapter is called The Movie Was Better. Mm -hmm. So we are going to bring some opinions yes. about books and movies mm -hmm. uh, where we actually think the movie was better. And that almost seems like sacrilege to say when, <laughs> when you're a book lover. But I have several uh -huh. movies. I feel uh -huh. like I enjoy the movie mm -hmm. more than the book. Yeah, I agree. So I'm excited. If you're interested in hearing our hot takes. Oh, well, they'll be hot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Please join us. 
uh, in two weeks mm-hmm. here in the book snug. Yes. Finally, before we go, we're just going to do what we always do mm-hmm. and ask you if you're so inclined to rate us or review mm-hmm. us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It helps us get into the algorithm so that we become more visible mm-hmm. so that people who are like-minded yeah. or curious can join us here as well. Yes. But we thank you so much for the rating and reviewing mm-hmm. you've done for us so far. You've been very generous and kind, and mm-hmm. we appreciate that so much. Thank you for spending part of your day with us today here in the Book Snug. We'd love to have you join us again in the next chapter. Bye, friends. We'd love for you to continue today's conversation with us at the Book Snug underscore podcast on Instagram and at the Book Snug Podcast on Facebook. All of our episodes can be found wherever you listen to podcasts, as well as at our website, thebooksnugpodcast.buzzsprout.com, where show notes for every episode can be found. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at thebooksnugpodcast at gmail.com. As C.S. Lewis, one of our favorite authors famously said, you can never have a cup of tea large enough or a book long enough to suit me. And we wholeheartedly agree.